Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Nerves of Steel podcast, episode one. My name is Raymond Marcus. I'm here with Sander Dolderman. And we decided to uh, to start our own podcast. So, Sander, introduce yourself. Let everybody know who you are. Yeah, so my name is Sander Dolderman. Um, I'm an archer and I'm a tournament uh, director of the Kings of Archery JVD Open. And yeah, we... Raymond and I, we had this this idea for a while now to to just start a podcast and talk about all kinds of archery stuff, uh, but primarily leading up to the Kings of Archery tournament to give you some some behind the scene information uh, about what we're gonna do and uh, and what you can expect from our tournament. Yeah, so we really wanted to let's say promote our tournament, of course, promote Kings of Archery. But this is not a King's Fartry product. This is our podcast. This is Raymond and Sander, Nerves of Steel podcast, talking about archery, just having a giggle, having fun, going through what's going on in the world of archery. We're going to try to give it, let's say, a more frequent program probably after the tournament. But I do believe that this, uh, this could be something that could uh, last a while and uh, we'll have a lot of episodes, I think. Yeah. So, what, in your opinion, how did we come to the name Nurse of Steel? Well, um, of course, you always have to come up with, with a name to, to call something. And, uh, well, you know, we have the Nurse of Steel well, side event on... on, on yeah, I would King say Parker. we invented the Nurse of Steel side event. It's been replicated around the world quite a lot we're the og nurse of steel well oh, not really though uh, <laughs> i mean we, we i mean yes we I, are well no we are not um I've, I've seen this this type of shooting in uh in a matthews promotional video from like 15 years ago or so and they did this as a pro staff event and whenever you well, so for, for people who don't know what the Nerves of Steel shoot is, I mean, you shoot at a steel target with a hole in the middle. And whenever you shoot your arrow in the middle of the hole, the hole gets smaller. So the difficulty increases whenever you hit the spot in the yeah. middle. So and it's a true last man standing competition. Yeah, so it's either go big or go home because <laughs> your, your arrow will not survive uh, and missing that that hole in the middle of the target. Yeah, and I think that <coughs> philosophy is also very good for our podcast. Go big or go home. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, so, but nerves of steel for me uh, also means like um, that you have to keep yourself together in like exciting moments, uh, and if that's in archery or in life or in other situations um, um sometimes you yeah, you need to have the balls to do something to have the nerves steel to make sure that in high exciting times you can deliver what you what you practiced yeah um so basically that's the name of our podcast we're gonna do all kinds of topics that are related to nerves steel but also to just talk about archery and, archery in general yeah so before going on, I might want to introduce myself, as most of you guys will probably not know me. Raymond Marcus, a very mediocre archer. Stopped archery a few years ago, but I'm still very much involved in the scene. Some of you might know me as the, the, the voice of Kings of Archery, the speaker on the, on the finals. Uh, but most of all, I'm just a very enthusiastic archery uh, fan, I would say. Uh, not very active participant anymore, but still very much in the scene. So talking about uh, the, the, let's say the scene, talking about the world of archery. What is, what's going on in the world of archery today? What's going on? Where are we at? So from my perspective, um, I was actually uh, preparing myself to go to the World Field Championships uh, this year. In Yankton. In Yankton, uh, which is in a couple of weeks. Um, we decided not to go due to personal reasons. Um, but um, yeah, there are quite a few of our uh, regular participants at Kings of Archery that are, uh, that are preparing themselves for the World Field. Uh, 
well, to name a few, uh, Nico Wiener, uh, Mike Slusser, Dave Cousins, uh, Jesse Broadwater, uh, They're all, all kinds of barebow shooters as well that, uh, that uh, well, in tw 2019 we had barebow shooters join in for the first time. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, a, a big group of people that are actually uh, coming to our event are also going to the world field. Yeah. And an even smaller group is also going uh, to the World Cup finals. Uh, which uh, which is a week after I believe uh, the world fields. So, what do you think of a world field championship being hosted in October? What's your opinion on that? I have an opinion on it. <laughs> well, it, it 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 all depends on where it is. Um, I mean, I like to shoot outdoor when it's a, at at least. A little warmer than uh, than zero degrees and I know in Yankton uh, from seeing the forecast because I've never been in Yankton before but if you look at the forecast uh, it, it, it can be really cold in Yankton and well for me as a compound archer it might not as not be as bad to shoot in colder weather but for all those recurve and barebow shooters there they're gonna they're gonna need to to do something with their fingers on They're the gonna bring their hand warmers and their 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 their, their gel packs that, that heat up their heat packs to, to warm up their fingers. So yeah. Yeah. even even not looking at the temperature, just looking at the fact that they're hosting this in October, which is basically a month prior to indoor season. Well, is it a let's say would you like to see it in a different slot in the schedule in a different month due to preparation for indoor season because i think that this is something that a lot of people would consider yeah yeah of course because i mean we if we look at at, at the outdoor season from from our perspective here in the netherlands we start usually in in april with 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 the, with the regular with the with the field shoots and with with all the 50 meter shoots and usually we end after nationals well we had our nationals last week uh which usually is somewhere mid-september um so yeah october is is pretty late uh, I, w I would rather see it in september as we just yeah. a better way and and it has been in in those months uh prior prior yeah, yeah. and i have to say that this is mainly the world fields that we're talking about because that's a relatively big group of good archers through all divisions that go there the world cup finals you know it's the top eight of every division i'm totally happy with them going in october to mexico where it's probably like 35 degrees anyways and shooting there i'm, I'm happy for them to do that but it's just the world fields that kind of like uh, gave me a bit of a, a question mark where I was like, why does this have to be so late in the calendar? In in a cold part of the world. In a cold part of the world. Is that, yeah. it, maybe if they would have hosted it in Mexico, then it, it would, still would have been a, a good month for it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So other than that, anything else going on in the world of archery? Uh, well, well, I think we're just in between seasons from like a broader perspective. I mean, yeah. there's that group that goes to a couple of those uh, those international tournaments. Um, I mean, I know we have our national 3D championships in two weeks, which actually you are participating as well in yeah. in, in, in my club team. Uh, so be better prepare. Yeah. So everybody in the region of of Somere, the Netherlands, uh, make sure to stay indoors next weekend. I will be out there shooting arrows. Uh, make sure to, to, to stay on alert, stay on high alert. Bring your helmet, I would say. Yeah, but... try to try to not get in the way because uh, things might get rough. <laughs> well, I actually I actually uh, uh, am excited that you are participating again. I mean, we had some good times on the on the range uh, back in yes. the days. Yes, back in the days we were good buddies on the range, and we had a lot of. Our let's say battles on our national 3d tournament ourselves so it will be nice to see where i stand i'll probably be down in the ranks somewhere we'll share a link with the with the scores then people can laugh at me <laughs> but indeed i think on a, on a let's say international archery scene it's more we're in the twilight zone it's like right in between outdoor and indoor season yeah and for for some parts of 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 
of the world and Europe, I mean, indoor season is not even starting until like December. Uh, I remember guys from Denmark uh, that start start archery in like late November. Again, um, well, if you look at, at all the, the Americans, for instance, they are they have three seasons. I mean, they have outdoor season, they have hunting season, and they have indoor season. Yeah. Um, which is which is also why uh, some of the the what higher caliber uh, U.S. archers are just staying home for Kings of Archery. Um, yeah. They have because of the time period. Yeah, time period, and they just have hunting more high on their calendar. Than yeah, indoor. I don't think that we should underestimate how important hunting season is to them. It's it's really a cultural thing um, in Europe it's of course as most of you know from Europe uh, not as big of a thing but in the US it's it's marked on the calendar if for November for... to or let's say October to November is just booked for for hunting trips and I, I, even longer I mean they have so much so many different seasons yeah. uh, to hunt different species so uh, but yeah, uh, for, for for us as tournament organizers, it's a pity. But on the other side, I mean, uh, everybody's got to do what they want what to they do, right? Do. Yeah. So talking about indoor season, what 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 is the first big indoor tournament this year? I I, I, f- I think we are. The I first think we big, are. Huh? We are the, the first big indoor uh, tournament. Uh, so we're in twelve and thirteenth of November, and. The first one after that is Luxembourg. the GT, uh, the yeah. GT Open in Luxembourg. Yeah, which uh, a lot All of right. our, a lot of the guys that are actually coming to our tournament are They're staying combi- over. combining the trip. Uh, yeah. yeah, which if you don't do that this year, uh, make sure to to mark the calendar ne- next year. Yeah, but you you can probably still register for for the yeah, GT they, Open, but also for our tournament, of course. So if you haven't registered yet. Make sure to go to kingsofarchery.com, register yourself uh, for our tournament. So before really going into the, let's say, 2022, uh, for the 2022 edition of Kings of Archery, the JVD Open, um, I wanted to discuss with you, let's say, a brief history of Kings of Archery. All right. For those of you who aren't familiar with it, um, we started out in a clubhouse in Weert. Yeah, and this is where I hand it over to Sander because he's the guy that came up with the ID, with the vision. So, what inspired you? What 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 was the the first time that you thought, "Hey, I have an ID"? Well, to be honest, um, I think it was the first time I came back from the Vegas shoot. Get it with uh, boss. No, no, no. This I was, was the first time you went yourself. The first time I went. I mean, that's a long time ago. I don't even know. I think it was. It must have been somewhere around 2010 or so. Um, I went with Peter Elzinga, and that was my first time in in Vegas. And I mean, I got all the first time experiences there, shooting in Vegas from the shaking knees till um, missing in the first end, uh, and uh, experienced like I mean that was. I mean, I shot World Championships before uh, and shot a diff- different couple tournaments, but. The, the level of, uh, yeah, how do you say it? the? I, I was I was I was so nervous there. I haven't experienced you didn't that bring before. Bring your nerves to steel, then. No, no <laughs> far from it. <laughs> so, so but uh, but so we we were in the plane back home, and I told Peter, it's like this is cool. I mean, uh, yeah, you were talking more about the format because back the format, then, I mean, ten the format of shooting, let's say, the triangular. We didn't. Uh, we only we only shot world archery here yeah. uh, with the twenty three diameter with the vertical face, and I told Peter, "It's like, man, why don't we do that over here? I mean, this is. I mean, I like the the challenge more of. I mean, it the the Vegas format looks way more easy because you shoot fat arrows and you shoot bigger tents. Yeah, but the mental part of it." Uh, it's, is, way is, it's way harder um, and so we uh, we just decided to do a trial uh, we had the first year we invited 25 of our friends from Belgium and a couple of Germans and myself included yeah you were there as well uh, which was just I mean I just wanted to host a tournament that I would enjoy myself 
Yeah. And, and, and so you hosted it at your local club yeah. in Veert in the Netherlands. 25 people just yeah. to you. Somewhere around but that. let's say the Vegas format. Vegas format, Vegas targets. I mean, we had just uh, one shoot in the Netherlands that actually had Vegas targets and, yeah. and, and did a tournament uh, there. And so we started with that. We did a bit of social media uh, on top of it. Uh, we, we built a final because, I mean, I always liked watching the Vegas final, the shootdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody that shot a 900 is there. They shoot arrows at a time and till the tie breaks, which I think is a pretty exciting format to to yeah, do no, to, to shoot the la- yeah. last man standing principles yeah actually ex- exactly nice format yeah so um because we only had 25 shooters i, I was not and in not the, the best in the world let's let's say that up front we had some good ones but well were, i might have been the i might have been the guy in the history of kings of archery that shot the first nine ever uh, and you broke first one to drop out of uh out of the race to 900 first arrow <laughs> yeah and and you were actually slammed, the, the one slammed my bow on the floor <laughs> yeah we, we 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 really enjoyed that um but um so we decided i mean we want to have a shoot down for every uh class yeah and even if you didn't shoot a 900 you were i mean it was just a top eight shooting yeah it. so so just, that was the first year yeah. we got the basics of all of it all uh figured out and we got a ton of good reactions i mean everybody that shot everybody it loved, loved it. it yeah um and so we decided to just do it again and and i think we did three three or four I think three or four years at our local club. I think um, three. Yeah. yeah. And uh, eventually we had about a little over a hundred people. Yeah. And at the last time that we shot at our club, um, which for us was a turning point. So what are we going to do? We still did it within our club's vision. Yeah. And uh, we wanted to grow. Uh, but yeah, we had to invest in targets. We had yeah. to uh, rent a bigger space. So um, we started a foundation, um, which I'm not going to tell you how it's called because it's a really Dutch name. But and we, it doesn't um, really matter, but it's really just, matter. Uh, let's say, something to, to organize uh, the, the tournament with. It, its main focus is to promote archery yeah. uh, with, with no uh, profit in mind. Yeah, I mean, we, just, we just want to yeah. try to give something back to, to, the, to the archery community. Yes. And... So we got one of the guys that that was was in our foundation. He um, he loaned us the money to buy, I think, 30, 30 targets, um, and we rented just a hall down uh, uh, about two three kilometers from our uh, from our club from the local club. So this is where where things also sort of transition from, let's say, the early phase of Kings of Archery, which were a bit. Uh, let's say the wild years as well. Or we we, we <laughs> might have years. been shooting. We might have been doing some partying after the shooting. Things were still quite in the local club uh, atmosphere. But then, like you said, uh, it outgrew the local club. Yeah. And you then moved it to a bigger facility. That's where, basically, in my opinion, phase two of the history of Kings of Archery yeah, starts. Yeah, it's, which the, is it's what I call phase head collegia. That's what the hall was called, the college in, in the Yeah, it was at a it was at a middle school, uh, and they had, well, uh, just a normal sized uh, gym, gym there and yeah, a gymnasium. And, yeah, like. and and well, that's where we actually that was the first time we actually had to build up a venue, uh, so we. I think the first year, I mean, every year we pretty much doubled our, our participants. participants. Um, so I think we went from uh, about 75 to 150, from about 150 to 240. Yep. And um, by the time we hit 2017, we, uh, we, we were also fully booked 
in that new location. And I think the new location was also the first time that we really were able to, let's say, dress up the tournament yep. as you might know it now with, with all the banners and with all the targets and really give it a, let's say, Kings of Archery feel. Yep. Whereas before it was more just a nice shoot at the local club. Uh, this was also the first time, I think, when we moved to Colesia that some, uh, let's say, archers from different countries were, were coming as well. Yeah. So we had some archers from Denmark, we had some archers coming from the USA, Slovenia, yeah. from France. We had a very big group coming. Some very early supporters, I would almost say, of the tournaments were guys like, like Martin Dumsbo. I know that he was there. PJ Deloche, yeah. Deloche, Peter Elsinga, of course, always been part of the tournament. Of course, our local guys, Mike and, and Chef van der Berg, they, all, they always attended because it was a local tournament for them. But yeah, that, that moving to the Colegio was really the, the phase where we started to become a more yeah, internationally... Yeah. But, but also, that, that was like the, uh, the first time we actually did televised... Uh, yeah, uh, finals, finals yeah. Uh, with like a big TV screen on the top of the finals with lighting, with show, and where actually everybody. Uh, that was actually where we we also started to do walk-on songs and stuff. I mean, yeah. uh, even now, I mean, we have about 900 people registered for this year's event. Um, that's what that's what a lot of people are 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 busy with like, which which <laughs> i mean i mean the, the walk on song <laughs> that i mean from the 900 people there's like nine of 850 that won't make the finals but yeah. they're they are so worried about what what uh what what They've walk on song all chosen their walk on song i mean and also guys you guys need to get more creative, creative with that because yeah. you guys don't want to know how many thunder acd walk on songs we have we could have like 20 archers all coming on in the finals with the same song. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Come on, guys. Uh, but but going back to, to that, so... Um, just just to intersect, yeah. what, what would your welcome song be? Uh, what would you choose? What would my, um, I like the team song of The Hangover. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, um, uh, Joker <laughs> and the Thief from... Um, yeah. I know, I know the song. Yeah, uh, I'm it, gonna have to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to. You're gonna Google look it? it up. Yeah, it's a really good song. It has the a Joker good intro. And the thief. It has a, uh, it has a good, good. I mean, there, there's, there's so many good songs that people didn't choose. From Wolf Mother. Wolf Mother. Yeah, that's that's the one. It has, it has a really cool intro. Not sure how this is gonna work with, uh, with the sound and everything. Yeah, just let not do that. But. <laughs> You just Google, just Google it or YouTube. Google it. Um, Wolf Mother, Joker and the Thief. Yeah. All right. So that's your pick. That that. Well, I mean, I have so many picks. I like so many different styles of music. So I, I mean, I also like some some good Eminem or uh, uh, some some really dance mm-hmm. dancey or uh, a hard Something style with a with a, with with a, a bit, nice bass with, with a good bass some and bass a good kick. In it. And so, yeah. so what would your what would your I would go way darker, man. I'm, 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 I have a dark soul, so I'm 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 very much into things like like snip, Slipknot for the guys that know it. You guys rule uh, stuff like maybe Slayer, Raining Blood, trying to really shock people when I come on, get that psychological advantage going. So, so well, people well, need to be people need to be like woken by my by my walk up they need to be like like holy shit this guy's this guy's business he's he's business so so, but what what is your i mean if you're into that kind of songs and that kind of walk-ups and that kind of i mean here i am let's go what's your opinion about people choosing like children's songs or or like the mario song or the baby shark or whatever i don't get it I mean, what what are you trying to what are what are you trying what are, what are you trying to express with with a song like that? Are you trying to say like, hey, here I am, I'm a I'm a child, or hey, <laughs> here I am, I'm, I'm a clown, or w- w- what is it that you're trying to do? I, I just don't get it. 
Well, um, uh, well, from from my perspective, I mean, you have to pick something that gives you confidence. I mean, uh, yeah. Well, I can't to, imagine that the Mario theme song will give you confidence. I mean, come on, that's. <laughs> well, 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 let's let's just ask Sarah Priels one time well, yeah. why why she why she chooses for Mario because she does that for. I mean, she's she, she attended now. like six or seven. And she's done already. good in the finals as well, so it's not like it's it's, it's, it's been working against detrimental her. for for her finals game. But well, it yeah, could, I it just could, don't get it. It could, I mean, take off her opponents from, from what what the hell is maybe this? it's yeah, yeah maybe it's confusion. Maybe she's yeah. just trying to confuse people. Mental warfare. It's like just before we start, already. psychological yeah. advantage again. That's the whole thing. <laughs> what I do like with walk-on songs as well is the guys that have like their uh, let's say their their songs from their from their own country. So oh, yeah, uh, I know that uh, some of the Danish guys they always have like these Danish, Danish rock. rock music, yeah. and some of the Germans have done German music. Um, 99 Frank, balloons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I do like that. I do like that. Then you're just expressing nationalism. You're like, boom, here let's I go. am, Denmark. Let's go, boom. All right. So, so one of the other, let's say, pivotal moments in the in the history of Kings of Archery would have been 2015. First time, me myself and I being the announcer. What did you think of that? How did I do in the first year? You, you were, I mean, you were the best we got. <laughs> I was the best of the rest. <laughs> so, I mean, we, we, had, a, we had a we had a guy that was stationed in Germany on a U.S. base. And, I mean, we were looking for someone that just spoke English very well. I mean, uh, as you can hear, me and Raymond, we are not native. So, uh, not at all. There... No. There is always that 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 European sound or thing that we have European in our sauce that's sprinkled over our English. Yeah. yeah so, um, but I mean, you you did you did fairly well for your first time being in the spotlight. I was and, so nervous uh, the first time. It was just ridiculous. I can imagine the nerves that you get when you're standing in front of people and you actually have to say something. And people are actually listening and people are actually looking at you. It's it's unreal. First time was really unreal. Yeah. Well, well. I mean, it was good that even you had the chance to build it up. I mean, the first time you did it, were like 150 or 200 people. Yeah. And the last time you did it, and so making, making a, a just quick step through memory lane is like 2017 was the last time we had to had it in, in our college. Yeah. And 2018, we joined forces with, uh, with JVD. Yeah. Um, as we were actually at the same crossroads as we were when we had, were at the club. Yeah. Um, I mean, just we want we the facility. Yeah, we we. I mean, if you sell out in like an hour, then your tournament is then then you don't have enough spaces to shoot. Yeah. Um, but that first year, I mean, it was it was pretty scary for us as well because the costs, the investments, everything we had to do were like five, six, seven times as much as 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 we were used to. So yeah, there was a the big stakes, there was the yeah, yeah the stakes were way high. bigger. And at at one point, I mean, we were even uh, thinking of uh, selling the Kings of Archery brand to uh, the to to some other people. And um, well, in that moment, they thought, I mean, you guys have a relatively successful tournament here in the Netherlands, and they wanted to jump on that ship. And, and they, you mean, <coughs> you mean JVD? Well, not JVD. We we had a party before uh, before we went to JVD and see if we could work together, which was the same organization as that did the World Championship in in the. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So these and are like <coughs> professional event managers, event managers for sporting events. So they yeah, they did cycling. They did all yeah, kinds yeah, of world stuff. championships and stuff. Yeah, um, but yeah. well. They had great plans and they had all kinds of ideas and they, I mean, we needed financial help, to be honest. I mean, yeah. that was that was the, the main thing. I mean, we, we needed we, a sort of an investor, somebody that yeah. could and invest so, up front. So we had good conversations with them and uh, in the end, uh, 
Yeah, the, the the deal was bad. I mean, they for just your, said, well, yeah, audience. they said, well, hey, if you can give us Kings of Archery, <laughs> we will make it bigger and you guys can still do the Thurman thing. Yeah, so uh, we can which, do the work and they can have the... The name. The name. And that the was benefits. pretty, that was, well, it was a little bit more complicated than that, but in all essence, that was, was pretty much what it is. So we decided, like, well, hell no, that's not what we want. We want... We don't want to be a commercial event. We just want to. We're not sellouts. Well, I don't want to say sellouts. We just we just want to grow the sport, and yeah. I don't want to. I mean, if you know what we make on Kings of Archery, it's good enough to cover our costs. Yeah. So um, we put everything back in the tournament, or we put everything back in next year's event, and try to give as much back as we can yeah. uh, to 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 the shooters and. So when when we I mean of course JVD is a name in archery for yeah, years for people that don't know it talk so, to me about JVD so JVD back in the days was just an archery shop and distri distributor in the Netherlands uh, a couple of years they decided well we only want to do distributing and they are now one of the biggest in the world. They're the biggest, Euro let's say at least the biggest European distributor. Yeah. Um, so they they just um, and and they are archery all around. I mean, yeah. I mean, Johan and I we usually shoot one competition a year, which is the National 3D Championships, and he does pretty well as at, at it and as this well. This this would be Johan van Dongen. Owner of JVD. No, it's actually Johan van Drunen. Johan van Drunen, owner uh, of Netherlands. Uh, For the people from the Netherlands, that's a common mistake here. We have no, Johan, uh, so, and Johan van Drunen. Sorry, so, Johan. Um, so um, I, I spoke with, uh, with with Johan just intentionally. It's like, hey, um, you interested in talking and and joining forces? And and um, I mean, we're one. We. We want to go and do this, and uh, are you able to help us out? That was yeah. pretty much what, where, where we came from. And he's like, well, I've always been playing with the idea of hosting a tournament, uh, which our name is involved with, and I want to be the biggest event in Europe, uh, yeah. and, and let's see if we can make that uh, possible together. So that's the dream. That's so that, that 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 was that was a dream uh, back then to be the biggest, um, and so in 2016, no 18, we came from the college with 320 shooters. We went to fully the, booked in the college, no more room. Yeah, and we went to the the the, the new facility in Eindhoven. In Eindhoven. So this is where basically phase three starts. Yeah. Yeah. And this is again a pivotal moment. So this is the moment where the college is gone. It's too small, fully booked. JVD steps in, tells us we've had this dream of building the, a, a big tournament that has our name on it. And then you move into Eindhoven, a facility that's about, I don't know, five times as big as... Yeah, so, so we can... We can station 80 targets there, and we have three uh, three sessions that we can shoot. So roughly uh, about a thousand shooters can can fill fill the the, the, the event. And from uh, a personal point, so I was also involved when all of this happened. Mind blowing. There's, I was like, well, it's I mind, mean, it's mind was blown. We were going from 340 to to a thousand from. 50 different countries, people and stuff like that. It was just mind blowing. Yeah. So, so that first year we, we even doubled as well. So yeah. we went from 320 to like 660 or so. And, um, well, there, there was so much more going on. The preparation took longer. I mean, it's, it was not your, your, uh, uh set up in a week tournament anymore we were and not at the local shoot <laughs> level anymore <laughs> no i mean i mean we start preparations in march so yeah. yeah that's that's a whole different story than like two months before the tournament starts so um this so yeah that's uh that and, and that's the basics of where we are now yeah. i mean um, this was also the first year 2018 that jvd also organized organized a trade show 
yeah so that's 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 yeah that's pretty much um uh, i mean we wanted to go from uh tournament to an archery event yeah so uh what i what i really like as an as as the tournament directors i want people that come in that leave our tournament smarter or more knowledgeable or have seen more products or have spoken to interesting people so uh, and jvd also wants their their customers their dealers to interact with brands uh, with with the with the, yeah. with the manufacturers so uh it was a win-win for both of us so at our event i mean we have like 28 uh, uh manufacturers coming and showing their goods yeah um and uh, but we also host free seminars yeah so we got i mean there was in uh, i mean uh, hoyt does a seminar on their new bows but we also have like uh marcel van apeldoorn from artemis that does a so, seminar yeah. on his uh, application uh, software on, application yeah he has all these these analytic tools that you can use yeah uh, so george riles target uh, <coughs> plotters that's what he has right yeah um george riles yep. uh, about form and technique uh peter else guy on his mental game i mean we we have had a lot of people so really taking the event to a whole new level where it's not just about participating in in the let's say in the tournament but it's also about getting like like at, at every trade show that you might go to getting involved more in information more products yeah. getting some seminars getting some knowledge so this really expanded the let's say uh the view of the of the event uh quite quite big yeah yeah and then we went to 2019 which was the last year uh, before. before this let's say before this year let's before not this go year. into what yeah. happened but 2019 yeah we were fully booked i mean uh um we had a maximum of 912 um in the end of course people uh don't show up at the end or are sick or whatever so we 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 were um we were not like um uh fully booked at the end of the tournament but um i mean it was it was it was just it was, it, it was as how we imagined it it would have been like in 2017 it's like new venue fully booked yeah all vendors are there our dealers are there yeah uh, we have more knowledgeable people telling their story and, very big and finals everything was was broadcasted good live. shooters um so we yeah introduced barebows for Barebos. the first time Yep. You know, we know that you, you barebo guys, you don't have a lot of, let's say, big tournaments that you can go to. You're always welcome to come and join our tournament. We're very, very open and welcoming to you. We had a barebo final as well. Do yeah. have to say, barebo final with, uh, I think it was the barebo women was over after one end. So this was a bit, <laughs> this was a bit anticlimactic. It was like, <laughs> I mean, like I, I, last I, man standing, eight people, one round, boom, we have a winner. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I have to say... We need to do better this year. Let's let's go for round two, Barrel Archers. Yeah, that's that's true. But in the end, I mean, it was. I mean, the the, the lady that won. I mean, she was the best. She was. I mean, she was she, by she, far better yeah, than she, all the others. She, she shot the best qualification qualifying yeah. round, and she she delivered. I mean, she was the only one that actually shot a three spot in yeah. the final because Indeed. as Barbo you could choose, you could choose to do like the forty or the three. Yeah, and she was just the only one uh, to shoot, yeah. the, and and she full of confidence. She, she she nailed it. Yeah, I mean, it was true. it was it was a cool final, even though it was only round round. But yeah. so going going from let's say 2019, so this basically let's say concludes the history of Kings of Archery. We've kind of discussed everything yep. that we've yep. gone yep. through through the years. Let's do a little preview of 2022. So a lot of things are still moving. The, the registration has opened. We've started out with our, our promotions and stuff. So what, what, can you, what can you tell us about 2022? Well, 2022 is, is a big challenge for us, to be honest. I mean, we're, uh, uh, Europe in a, is not really in a good econo economic state at, the, at this point. Um, so um a lot of uh suppliers we had are 
are not there anymore or their prices are ridiculously high um, so that that's that's our big biggest challenge this year to to actually uh, get all our finances uh, working out I mean um, yeah we started registration I mean we had 700 people signing up in the first hour yeah so uh, which that was that was good yeah that, um, that was a good that was one of the good things yeah and I think we still have like in between 10 and 20 uh, spots free so we're close to selling out yeah um, but um, well there's there's also a new team on the JVD side that does a trade show so there's and I mean we haven't done this for like three years. So yeah. For even so for, a, for even for us, there's like yeah. a lot of there's things. a fair amount of let's say getting back into it. So fair amount of getting yeah. started again. Yep. Yep. How did we do this? How did we do that? Uh, really, a fair amount of that. Yeah. So so basically, uh, I mean, this is. I mean, we 2020 would have been our 10 year anniversary, um, which well we didn't do. Uh, this year we rebranded it to the tenth edition. Yeah. Um, and our main goal is actually to just try to do just a little bit better than yeah. twenty nineteen. Try yeah. to host an event that was maybe at least just as good as twenty nineteen and improved a bit. A little but bit. it's yeah. hard to really grasp on what do we need to do to make it a whole lot better because well, of the years that i mean we, we we have ideas to yeah. to improve of course but i mean for us the challenge is to actually just do the same as we did yeah. uh, from uh, i mean all the new vendors we need all um, i mean some of our some of our suppliers have tripled their cost yeah i mean uh, everything is i mean and we we wanted to increase our entry fee, which is from 70 to 90 this year. And we wanted to increase it to give more value back uh, to do more, to do some cool stuff. And this year we just, we need that 20 euros extra to just host the tournament. I mean, yeah. everything has been so expensive and uh, well, we, we're just happy that we can actually do this again. Yeah. So talking about 2022, can you can you give us some 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 interesting names that might participate? Some <clears throat> some of the highlights there. Some interesting names. Um, well, Braden Galantine is coming again. Mister Mister Galantine. Mister Galantine is coming. Uh, we, I mean, I I haven't looked at the at the at the at the it's, entry you've, list. You've yet. gone through it in detail yet? No, no. I mean, I know we have people from like forty three countries yeah. now. Uh, sure, we got yeah, a yeah. we got we got a big group from India coming. We have, I mean, we have a lot of Germans coming, um, yeah, which of course Germany is fairly shout close by. But uh, shout out to our neighbors, Germany. Always been big supporters of our tournament, showing up in big numbers. I've 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 also heard that Peter Elzinga might be making his comeback as on, an archer. Uh, as an archer, on really. The, I mean, he, he's been been uh, been. He hasn't been, really stopped shooting. It's not, well, I mean, he stopped shooting internationally. Well, he he, he did send me uh, a scorecard from his last okay, uh, club, okay. club competition. He shot a two ninety nine world archery score. All right, so so small X two ninety nine. So the the. Yeah, so the, Pete, the big little man can still shoot. So if ever if he's telling everybody that he's not doing much, I mean, uh, he's still. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Peter came up there with like an eight ninety nine or yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, that I'm I'm really excited. I mean, Peter is I'm one of the guys that actually was at the first event, and and I don't think he ever missed one, maybe one or so. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. There, there's, there's many, uh, uh, many people on our list. Uh, we, I mean, when we're broadcasting this podcast, uh, the entry list is also on our website, so yeah, uh, you can see who else is coming. Yeah. Uh, uh, we got Dave Cousins, Steve Anderson, uh, probably uh, the Danish guys. Martin Damsbo is coming. Uh, French guys. Pretty much all the winners from last year are coming back. Yeah. Um, so and. Also, within Barebow, uh, we, we there's like thirty extra Barebowers compared to 2019. So there's there's a lot more competition in in that that field as well. Um, 
We got uh, former Olympians. I mean, yeah. Michele Frangilli is coming back. A lot of Italians are, are, are in the recurve side as well. So truly international tournament. People from all over the world. So wrapping it up a bit on the, on the let's say, the tournament side. We're going to probably start building it up in about six weeks. Yeah. From now, uh, our, our, our fellow organizer, our buddy Bus might be joining he might not be joining yeah he's got a little one he's got a little one on the way way. so if you don't see him there make sure to congratulate him on 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 whatever social media he might be on these days uh because if he's not at the tournament it's because he's just recently become a father uh, but yeah, we're going to be working with a big crew again this year. Yeah, we got over 50 volunteers. And if you're, if you're looking to, to help us out, I yeah. mean, uh, just shoot us a, shoot us shoot a, us a message. Yeah. Please um, do. We, we can, can always, always use your help. We can always re- use your help indeed. Indeed. So just, um, to wrap things up, uh, to wrap basically the podcast up, uh, we decided that as part of our podcast, we want to try to do some segments. Yeah. So these should be segments that come back every time. And just for you guys, if you're still in the podcast by now, thank you for still listening to it. <laughs> it's the first time we do this, so we would really appreciate your comments on it or your feedback. But the next podcasts will be more, let's say, around the actual things going on in the world of archery and not as heavily focused on the tournament. Maybe the next one will, will still be tournament focused because then the tournament will probably be. But yeah. we're going to try to make it more of a general archery podcast. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, going on, uh, I mean, we, we, we also, uh, I mean, we came up with a couple of segments, but we're always open to add more segments if you, if you if you have any or to answer any questions any questions from the crowd any questions you can yeah, always send them in we'll probably make an email at some point but for now you can probably find us on on, on instagram or whatever so the segment that i came up with the first <laughs> one was you hate to see it oh yeah so you hate to see it so when you're at the tournament and you're 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 looking around and and and, and you see you see everything and you get it in and 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 you're like, oh, God, God damn it! I that's I hate to see that. I hate to see that. I don't like seeing that. Well, I well let me let me let, kick off. You can you can kick uh, it off. I so, came up with one myself. I, I mean, think I have a good one. I mean, we we've seen. I mean, we've shot so many tournaments, and every time, I mean, I just cannot stand seeing people wearing their quivers over their shirt. <laughs> I mean, so, if you're a guy that wears his belt of his quiver over his t-shirt, you got to stop that. You got to stop that. It's it's unacceptable. It is unacceptable. Fashionable, I mean, fashion-wise, you just can't do that. You hate to see it. I hate to see it. I mean, it's, I mean, I cannot It's imagine. an opinion-based topic, but yeah. Generally, you hate to see it. Stop! Stop! So, do, stop doing that. So I have a I have a lot of you hate to see it things. I'll just keep with one for this time. <laughs> I'll, stay, I'll stay with one. So you'll go to a local shoot or you go to a tournament and you're just having a good time. You're shooting arrows. You're doing good, and all of a sudden you see a fellow archer walking down to collect his arrows. What is he wearing on his feet? Crocs. <laughs> Crocs. Crocs. I mean, let's be honest. Crocs are comfortable. They're comfortable around the house. They're comfortable like... like, like they, they, are, they are meant to be in the house. They, they're meant to stay in your house. If you go to an archery tournament and you take yourself seriously as an archer or as an athlete, don't show up at fucking Crocs. <laughs> Crocs is just... A killer to me. I don't. I, I hate to see that. You don't do that. That's, you know, it's my opinion. So, so you have Crocs. I know you have them, but you don't take them out of the house, right? They're they're not they're not leaving the house. They're no. staying in the house. They're, yeah. they're... But so, all right. Well, you. I mean, I like if you complain, you have to come up with an advice. I mean, you can. I mean, complaining on its own is is it's not so. Good. So, right. what's your advice to everybody that, right. that wears Crocs on the range? What's the most comfortable alternative? Go to your local sporting goods store, get some Nikes, 
get some Adidas, I don't care, get something that's a bit sporty, put it on your feet and go to the archery shoot with that. Act like a act like a sportsman, not like a, not like you're out, I don't know, what what are you doing Crocs anyways? Sit around the house. That's that's all you do, like work in the work in the garden, stuff like that. <laughs> don't bring them to an archery shoot. So, who, so, so, so whoever comes to the Kings of Archery tournament, show them, show bring, them your Crocs to me. Bring, <laughs> show, show me your Crocs. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, uh, all right, Raven. So, so one more segment, and then we're gonna wrap it up. Then it's done. I don't know how long we've been. been we've already been recording for way too long, probably. Yeah. Don't care. So, the nerve. So this is something that we can tie to our to our Nerves of Steel podcast. So the nerve to do something, to do something outrageous, to do something bold. And this can be past or present, but the nerve to actually do it. Well, well actually wearing Crocs to the archery range. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> definitely. You need a lot of nerve to do that. No, definitely. But I'm, 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 I'm sensing you're, you're aiming at something else. Yeah, more and more stuff that's, that's really... You know, you 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 show up uh, at an archery shoot, and you know that the legal limit is sixty pounds, but you show up and your bow gets checked, and it turns out to be sixty-two pounds. I mean, the nerve <laughs> to show up and do that! I, I on the one hand, it's a, it's it's bold because you're trying to get an advantage over the field. You might not even know that you have that advantage. That's also the reality for a lot of people. But you're trying to like you're you're walking a fine line there because if if they find out before the shoot you're gonna have to turn your bow back down all your all your 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 preparation and your tuning will be off so I have, that's I something have, nervy. I have to say this is a really bad example. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Who cares if you shoot two pounds more? I mean, you just pull that 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 thing hey, I, I, back, and I mean, man, I care, oof, oof. I care. I mean, you're trying to get an advantage over people. Yeah, with freaking two pounds extra. Yeah, that, that's going to make a whole lot of difference. Hey, on my level, on my mediocre level of archery, I need anything I can get. If I can get two pounds more, I will get two pounds more. Well, if I can get a diameter arrow that's too big, I'll do it. As long as I can get away with it. Yeah, yeah, that was what Lance Armstrong said when he used yeah, doping, though. Yeah. So uh, don't get into those ty- types of things, kids. Don't do uh, it. I think this 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 segment needs a little work, uh, Raymond. Uh, uh, let's let's rethink and and come back. So when when is our next podcast going to be? Probably this one will air. We're recording it now, end of September. It'll probably come out somewhere in October. <laughs> Maybe we'll do one more podcast before in October, our, yeah. before our tournament. We well, could, we, I mean, we could do one at the tournament as well. Yeah. Uh, invite, we, invite a couple yeah. of interesting people. Indeed. Yeah. I mean, uh, do some interviews there, and then maybe after the tournament, we can of course do a recap of it, see what we, yeah, well. So yeah, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna come back to you guys. But I mean, we we definitely need some help with the segments. I mean, we're well. I like I, li- I like I like to hate to 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 see it. To I mean, get us some info. I mean, we're. If you if you see something on the range that you hate to see, let us know. Let us know. I mean, we'll 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 cover it. We'll cover it. All right. So I think that's it. We're gonna wrap it up. Sander, thank you. Talk yeah. to you again next time. And thank you guys for listening. And uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Cheers.